welcome to the second edition of our Lost Ones podcast, which is recorded in the front offices of our beautiful gallery, 14 Camp Street in Ballarat Central. And this is a series, occasional series of interviews hosted with me, Tara Poole, one of the founders of the Lost One Gallery. And in this program, we're talking with Rosalind Lawson. Rosalind is a prolific local artist, and she's been keenly interested in the natural, cultural and environmental themes of the central and southern regions of Victoria for nearly two decades. And she's expressed these themes through painting, drawing as a papermaker and a paper artist. Her latest solo exhibition, Anarchy Gorge, a living museum, was exhibited at the Lost Ones Gallery throughout June and July. And she focused her attention on a very specific Brisbane Rangers landmark, the gorge was formed some 500 million years ago. For thousands of years, the Wathaurong people occupied the area, but European colonisation and a demand for water from the Geelong settlements led to the Brisbane Ranges area being dammed as a catchment for the growing population. So today, it stands as a geographic record with the movement of water, natural and engineered, and Rosalind admits to a fascination and inspiration from the landscape. The works have been incredibly popular throughout the gallery and here we talk to Rosalind about the craft. I'm Rosalind Lawson, uh, a practicing artist um, and living out at Napoleon's, which is just out of Ballarat, towards the Bunningham side of things, and uh, living in a bush block and uh, in a mud brick house. Fantastic. So, Anarchy Gorge, um, a living museum, is a current exhibition that's on at the Lost Ones Gallery at the moment, but it's built from your experience of Anarchy Gorge. Can you explain a bit more about where is Anarchy Gorge and what is it? <laughs> uh, yes, I've been interested in themes in, the, in this area, in the region, um, both environmental and, and just aesthetics of the landscape, but... Um, the Anarchy Gorge, which is on the, um, at, you go out uh, from Stiglitz, the Brisbane Ranges, and it's between Belan and Geelong, really. Um, and it was an important uh, area for actually uh, distributing water to Geelong in the late 19th century. And how did you personally get interested in the gorge? Uh, I just happened to go down there ex again, exploring the wonderful features of our region. Um, I just finished a series about the sister rocks, mm. which is uh, up near Stall, which is the graffiti rocks. It's just amazing. <laughs> and I was using that, uh, uh, again, aesthetically, it's, it's incredible, but also this is what human beings do to the landscape, really. Mm. <laughs> and have you always been taken by humans' interaction with the landscape? Has that always been something of interest to you? Uh, it's Yeah, environmental issues, uh, yeah, surrounding sort of these uh, uh, areas. Um, and then I just happened to go to Anarchy Gorge and just fell in love with it for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> so how many times have you visited the gorge? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's difficult because it's, I suppose, four year, over four years. I probably would have been there 20, 20 or so times. All right. And um, what, what do you experience when you visit the gorge itself? Uh, I suppose, personally, it was, um, a feeling of wonder, uh, a feeling of time um, as you stand there. and Just, just uh, researching the geological features that you're seeing. So there's, a, there's um, an anticline that you have a look, which is, which is a pattern of rocks, which tells you that 
this was 500 million years ago that uh, this happened. And just that sense of, who are you in this, you know, your short life, in yeah. this long-term sort of um, wonderful feature that gives you the clue about the fact that that whole area was under the water then. Yeah, like yeah. at and some point it was. Yeah, 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 under the water. So, and because of the um, Rousley Fault, with the fault line, um, it all sort of erupted and became Anarchy Gorge. <laughs> and are you um, trained to, uh, in from an, um, I suppose from a geological perspective, do you have a, like a, it sounds like you have a working knowledge, but is this something that you were trained in at all? No, no, I, I, I just do some research and just ask interested. Yeah, friends who are geologists and, you know, and, and there's information down there at the gorge. Yeah. So which really helps the walkers to actually understand what they're walking through, the history of the landscape. But it sounds like that you were affected, I mean, judging by the exhibition, that you're, you've been affected by the gorge in, on so many levels. There's a quasi-religious feel to your work, there's a, a spiritual feel to your work, there's a, um, certainly the abstract treatments and the colours. Um, there seems to be some quite psychological elements at play here. It looks like Rosalind Lawson has been deeply moved by the gorge. Well, yes, in fact, you know, I think this series has to end and I'm going, <laughs> I don't want to leave. <laughs> I want to go back there again and again. All right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that that religious sort of feeling, I mean, it's not religious, it's actually acknowledgement of how significant water is, is very important. And I do think that we um, are indifferent to, to how valuable, what, you know, for human beings, for, for all living creatures, yeah. you know, how important water is and how we must actually make sure that water is sustainable mm -hmm. and everyone has enough. So would you call yourself a spiritual person? Uh, not, not, not really, but I do, I, as I say, you know, you're feeling, the feelings that you have of awe um, and of potency, you know, of a place that you can be in. I mean, I suppose some people might see that as spirituality. <laughs> So the, the gorge itself, as you've pointed out, as, has obviously played a role in the traditional peoples of Australia, but it's also been something which has been of importance to later generations who've, who've come across. And, you know, obviously there's, there's some man-made structures in the gorge as well. Do you want to describe those for us as well? Yes, so I mentioned before how important um, just taking the water to um, Geelong was in the late 19th century. Um, and the, the work that the engineers did, and it's not sophisticated work, it was bullet drays and dynamite, but taking, you know, the pipes through, you know, so that through the actual cliff face, faces and then on to um, aqueducts mm. to go down to Geelong. But also um, the, there, was, there were four dams built in that area, and the one at the top of the Anarchy Gorge, the lower Stony Creek um, Dam, has a has a concrete wall that's um, from what I understand from the Geelong Historical Society, is the oldest concrete wall in Australia. Wow. Um, so 1872, and um, and is also the first to use Portland cement, which is a pretty important thing. And those sort of things you don't learn in history at school. But yeah, yeah I keep thinking that that engineering was so amazing, and with human beings, technical in a knowledge and expertise and creativity, why can't we solve more of the problems of the world <laughs> environmentally? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously the, the works that you, the, throughout the gallery and through this collection, there's 
I suppose, the natural and mixed with the man-made. And you've obviously um, self-made some rocks out of paper. <laughs> what inspired the making of the rocks out of paper? Um, I suppose a little bit of just fun, <laughs> because I can. <laughs> but also, you are a paper maker by trade yeah, as well. I am a paper maker, yes, mm. that's right. So, so, um, but I love the feeling of um, the illusion that these, these paper rocks are actually heavy and that they're falling down the wall, you know, mm. kind of, and, mm. and there's an uncertainty about why, you know, how has she done that sort of thing, because mm. they're just stuck to a pane of, you know, kind of perspex. But um, to actually, you know, have that feeling that they're falling down on top of you, because when you walk through the Anarchy Gorge, any moment something could fall down on top right. of you. Yeah, so you're <laughs> trying to recreate that sense of being within the gorge itself. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's also, yeah, because it's a little bit frightening at times, you know, yeah. you know kind of when you look up and see the... At times, the instability of the cliff faces. Mm. So again, there's another reference then to the fragility of human life. So the, the gorge could easily just take your life away should it choose to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have also noticed your sense of fun in the gallery where you've been handing your so-called rock to visitors and they take it with great reverence, expecting it to be quite heavy and then being terribly startled when it's lightweight, mm. lightweight paper. Yeah, so it's just a joke. <laughs> you were a bit of a trickster then, Rosalind yeah. Wilson. <laughs> so I'm also curious to know a bit more about the um, the shapes of your canvases are, are odd and at different angles and non-traditional. They've, we see your um, partner in crime, Paddy, has spent a lot of time creating some very intricate frames for, for your canvases. Why the different shapes? Um, I've always been intrigued by um, being able to make shaped canvases and, and Paddy being the expert craftsman he is, able to actually make, make uh, stretches that are truly different. Um, I just get really bored with, you know, kind of straight, you know, kind of just rectangular or square canvases. Mm -hmm. But also I thought it was really important for this series to actually venture into the different shapes to actually just reflect on the nature of the, the shapes of the rocks and you know kind of that that um, whole geometric sort of thing mm. um, it makes it much more interesting and, and it, as I say it, it just refers to the landscape itself. Mm. I know you um, quietly dispute the idea of the religiosity of your or of your exhibition, but I would hasten to suggest that sometimes walking around your exhibition with the different shaped um, canvases and also the um, the way you've applied the uh, the marks to the to the canvas. There is a sense of stained glass windows and there's a sense of um, being somewhere where you certainly get a sense of the fact that you're awestruck by this location um, and there is a, a level of spirituality that does exude itself from the works. They are they're a powerful collection. Now you had a um, a marvellous opening a couple of weeks ago. A lot of friends and supporters turned up um, to um, open your exhibition, but it was also a sad time for you too. So Yes, yeah. Um, one of my long-term girlfriends, Pam and I um, travelled the world um, at a very early and stupid age. <laughs> travelled, uh, well, we toured in, in London for a while and then we went travelling down through Spain and we actually wanted to go to Marrakesh to the big... Uh, hippie festival that was there but somehow we got derailed and ended up in Morocco <laughs> which was all right 
So you've um, you had long, lifelong friendships, but Pam sadly passed away during this exhibition. Yes, yes, she did. Difficult time for it, you. It was yes, it was truly truly awful time. Um, well, that that Sunday morning after the um, exhibition opening, I just I went into the hospital. Um, because it seemed as though she, you know, didn't have very much long to live, mm-hmm. and uh, Peter Roberts, who actually plays the harp, um, was just playing for us. So um, Pam's children and and uh, sisters, some of the sisters were there, and we just sat for nearly mm-hmm. three quarters of an hour. And Peter played the harp, and it was just magnificent. Well, I think that it's uh, it's a wonderful honour to be able to have this exhibition opened in her honour, um, and it was obviously a a sad outcome, um, but the amount of outpouring of love that was in the room during your opening was quite phenomenal, uh, coupled with the U3A Celtic band. Which <laughs> <laughs> no was, show without the band. No, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of enthusiasm and, and passion and love in the room. So it, the exhibition has brought together so many different strands of your life yes. into, into one location and one time. Yeah, I think so indeed with, with yeah the whole thing with the music and and uh, yeah friends and supporters did come you know from all parts of you know kind of the, the Australia really yeah. and so and you've single handedly educated them and us about Anarchy Gorge I mean otherwise I would be none the wiser at all that it even existed but it seems to have a really powerful and important part in your life so what's next for Rosalind <laughs> Ah, well, uh, I haven't got a theme in mind, but I do have a lot of um, group and collaborative projects um, as uh, part of the Golden Plains Arts Inc. We're um, actually involved in what, what I've deemed uh, the pairing project. So it's a project where artists from different disciplines are getting together um, and making hybrid work or new work. And we're going to show that somewhere at some time next year. Fantastic. And then there's the Floral Artist Society. I'm, I'm going to be making paper and uh, up in the um, botanical gardens and the glass house. Wow. And uh, and there's yeah a few other things going on as well. <laughs> Just a few things on Rosalind's busy calendar. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast. Thanks for listening to the Lost Ones' latest podcast. The Lost Ones Gallery is a contemporary art gallery and creative makers space right in the heart of Heritage Ballarat. We're housed in an 1870s era Masonic temple and we host exhibitions, workshops, performances, art classes and so much more. From contemporary art to time-honed crafts, The Lost Ones has a diverse and dynamic program. We highlight emerging and established artists from regional Victoria and right across Australia. We're part of the Camp Street Arts and Culture Precinct in Ballarat and we're close to the Ballarat Fine Art Gallery and right across the road from Federation University. We're looking forward to seeing you sometime soon in the gallery. But to take us out from the podcast today, it's Rosalind Lawson's very own U3A Celtic band and their latest CD. Thanks very much for listening.